0: Welcome to the Living in Alignment podcast. My name is Amy Landry. Through a collage of conversations, here we distill mindful living and timeless wisdom within a modern, everyday context. Thank you for being here. Patricia Lowen is the creator of Feng Shui Mastery and author of The Happy Home, A Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, Wealthy Life. Patricia helps women to make their home magnetic to money, luck, and blessings. She shows you what they don't teach in school, what lies between the lines, and your top secret tool for success. She is a feng shui expert, a healer, and a passionate entrepreneur who has shaped her dream life living in Bali with her husband. Patricia has a gift at making feng shui simple and easy to understand and implement. She has helped Thousands of people across the globe embrace feng shui and create lasting changes in their homes, lives and businesses. Patricia has seen firsthand the power of the mind, surroundings and inner healing, clearing and aligning everything so it works holistically. Patricia, thank you for your time. Welcome. I am so happy that you are here to share your wisdom with us.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited too.
0: I would love to begin with you in the typical way and diving into a bit about your past and your path, how you came into feng shui. And all,
1: all the good stuff. How did you get to Bali? Everything. <laughs> so it's so fun because um, we just touched on it. You had said that you've been into all things esoteric and feng shui when you were younger. I actually got my first books about feng shui when I was 15. So this has been like my soul knew what I wanted to do, but my brain was like, oh, no, like <laughs> you're not going to do that. Um, so I got my first books. I have no idea. Like I'm from the West Coast of Ireland. I have no idea how I've been heard of it, but we moved to house a lot of times. I was really into like at that time like setting up my my new my first kind of my own bedroom for myself that i wasn't sharing with my sisters um and for that like it just then got like clunked on a shelf basically and with all the moves the books kind of stayed there until i really dive further into it in my late 20s but at that stage i had gone down a very traditional route route of like university get a job nine to five my parents are entrepreneurs and i was like no i don't want to be like them <laughs> Quite of a normal life. <laughs> Unfortunately, like it's, I think it is in the blood or I don't know, you know having that sense of freedom. Um, and I did work with my, in my parents' business for many, many years. And that was amazing. But at that time, um, I was really fulfilling someone else's dream. And I was helping my parents like, live their dream, but not my own. And um, interestingly enough, my sister went to Australia And she lives there now. And um, my parents were over visiting her and they came back and my mom, they were all like, oh my God, you miss your daughter. Like, so she's so far away. And my mom was like, no, she's so happy. Like, you know, she's just so happy. And she looked up and saw me. And I actually remember the moment that she looked at me and she was like, Nicola's so happy in Australia, but Patricia is not happy here at all. Um, And essentially my mom kind of like fired me. (laughs) She was like, you need to leave. And, you know, I had like a degree in business. I had been working in the family business. I was kind of virtually unemployable. I was like, what am I going to do? You know, but what popped out of my mouth was the most surprising for me, as well as everyone in my world was I'm moving to India to become a yoga teacher. And they were like, what? So, like, just to put this into perspective, I did one yoga class a week. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this mad yogi, like, crazy, like, you know, into this world, like, not at all. But at that time, you know, interestingly, in the business, all the people that I needed like came to me so like my first person who's a friend who was into astrology my first life coach my first yoga teacher so all of these esoteric things were like arriving in to our restaurant and bar and landing in front of me and i was just following those threads like the angel reader the you know the acupuncturist like all these people i just kind of like was attacked, going to going for it so that like i ended up quitting everything like leave, declaring my entire life and moving to india thinking i was going for 2 months I ended up there a year and a half. I studied Tibetan bowls. I studied kinesiology, crystals. Like I just was like this, like it was, it was like a spiritual awakening. You know, I just tapped into something that I'd never tapped into before. And it was amazing, amazing journey. Now, by the time I got back to Ireland, I had singing bowls. I had all of these new modalities. I was like Mary Poppins, you know, I was a yoga teacher and everyone's like, you're going to teach yoga? Are you going to do this? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I had like a huge loan, and I was like, I don't know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to move move to Dublin. And this is, you know, I really truly was in this space of just being guided. And I woke up one morning and said, I'm going to Dublin. And my friends were like, Okay, go to Dublin. Like, go to Dublin. And I was like, Right, okay. So I went up and I met my friends for dinner who lived up there, and they're like, Where are you going to live? And I'm like, I don't know. And other was like, Where are you going to like? How are you going to get around? I was like, I don't know. What are you going to do? I was like. teach yoga do what I do the bowls you know sell some of the bowls sell some of my wares and that's like was the start one of them picked up and said well you can stay in our single room until you get yourself sorted and the other one said you can have my bicycle And I had a mode of transport. I had a room to stay in. I had all these fruit bowls, as my mom calls about the Tibetan bowls. And um, that's how I started. And I just really trusted the guidance of moving forward every single day in terms of like meeting the right people, starting teaching yoga classes, setting up my own holistic practice, working with people one-to-one. And finally, I could eventually afford my own place. And that's when I tapped into the feng shui again. So my friend had said, until your yoga classes are full, you are not moving out. And like, this is such a generous offer. You know, I was in a little single bed in the spare room, like dreaming about having a car and a business and an apartment of my own. And it slowly started to happen. And I basically went to found this beautiful apartment, and um, I walked in and I said, I'm not leaving this apartment until I am moving in with my future husband. And my flatmate, who was actually my yoga teacher at the time, rolled around laughing. She was like, no, right. whatever, like you're nuts. And I was like, no. Nope. And I swear I did everything that I could in terms of the basic knowledge I knew for feng shui. And I like basically did that, everything I had to do. Um, and very soon afterwards, I met my now husband, Ken, um and when I went to his house in the country, which I like journaled about having a house in the country, and I'm such a silly girl that it was like so weird, a house in the country. Um, I got there and I'm like wandering around the house and I'm like, he's functured this place. Like <laughs> I was like, he's functured this room. He had a spare bathrobe, he like all these kind of mad things. I was like, he's fun. So like obviously he disclosed money. <laughs> moons later that he had and he was into funk twice since his twenties and um, when he went through his own personal development journey. So it was kind of destiny for the two of us meeting. And that's how it all rolled out. Like everyone started asking me, how do you meet Ken? How'd you meet him? Oh my God, he's amazing. He's a spiritual guy. Like, oh. So I started telling them like, you need to do this, set up your room, do this, do this. Um, and in my practice with my clients, because I'd built like my holistic practice, helping people like release trauma and doing kinesiology and Reiki and my goals. Um, I would start, about, tell me about your bedroom what's going on in your house? How long have you lived in your house? You know, And they would be like, what is she on about? Like, you're meant to be releasing some trauma. Like, what does my house got to do with this? And it was this kind of just interweaving of my own personal interest. And like everything that I trained in and learned in was learned about it was just, I'm fascinated by this. I love it. Um, and at that stage, Ken and I had, we're like, well, let, let's dive in deeper. There's more. And you know, the students ready, teachers appear. Um, and we dived in really deep into the world of feng shui. And it was absolutely incredible. Like literally, you know, Ken had built the house. It had concrete floors, hardly any furniture. Like it was just, you know, he was working away. I had my practice doing our thing. And then all of a sudden we implemented all the feng shui and we got like this six figure windfall like out of the blue. And next minute, we were able to finish our house. We were able to like sort our, our wedding. Like all these things started happening. I was getting more clients. I was on the TV. Like crazy thing. And everyone was like, "What did you just do?" Like, what? like because they could see I went from the bicycle in the spare room to my my friends to now we're like all of this flow and and synchronistics. And that was you know, and that really was how it. Like it just turned on the taps of like flow and abundance. Um and we just decided then that we wanted to go traveling and we ended up going like just oh we'll go on our honeymoon let's go to India um and when we were in India we had like it wasn't it let's just say it wasn't the ideal, most idyllic <laughs> honeymoon and we were like everyone we kept meeting this French guy and it's just sense of like following the path maybe this French guy who kept talking about Ubud and Bali and we had a friend who lived in the Gili Islands and he had said come visit like you know I want to give you a wedding present come and stay with me So we're like, okay, like we've we've been called here. Let's get here. And we landed in Bali um, with like no expectations, no plan. And we were like, okay. And I was secretly in the car going, oh, this feels really good. And Ken was saying, he he had said afterwards, like, this feels really good too. Oh, And we both like found this, we went looking for a place to stay for like a month. And, um, we found this beautiful house that had a pool and the jungle. I was so funny because, you know, I'm Irish, like in you have a swimming pool, like you've made it. <laughs> like you're like, you have a pool, oh my God. <laughs> so, um, you know, we were laughing and we were looking at it, we was like, this is amazing. And the guy goes, yeah, minimum six months. And without even talking to each other, we were like, okay. Like. <laughs> We didn't even like it we were like, okay. So we took it for six months and that was only like over four years ago. And we've been back and forth to Bali since then. Um, and that's when I had literally stopped my business back in Ireland. I just did, I had done some, I'd done like feng shui on the side. It wasn't like my main thing. I used to do consults and with my clients and then do their houses. Um, And people started asking about feng shui. So I was like, how can we do this online? How can we do it virtually? How can I play up to my favorite things like creating community, bringing people together? Um, And that's how we started our online program and teaching feng shui online. And it's just like exploded, which is amazing, but it's because like people kept asking, like, how did that happen? How did you do that myself? Like, well, it's The feng shui. Um, and, you know, the whole idea of like your podcast name, Living in Alignment, it's like aligning yourself, you know, your, your vision, your goals, your body and your home, you know, mm. to support it. You know, that's the foundation. So that's like the the peak of like how I ended up here. It's a very cool story right? It is. It's a total miracle story. And then when I think, you know, these days that you're like, oh, why am I doing this? My business? Well, you're like, oh my God, just like think about everything, all the steps that had to happen to get you to this. Mm -hmm. It's just, it is a miracle.
0: Everything that you've created. And you know, I can't help but think, particularly with all the time I've spent in India, how if you decide to go to India, she always captivates you in a way that you always stay longer than ever intended. And it's like you become totally transformed and then she just Purges you and throws you back out into the world, and to integrate everything, but in a way that it just sends you onto a real trajectory of, like being on your path. It's such a powerful place. But going back to your book, that really, obviously, when you're a teenager, you picked up, and that essentially has been a, a seed that was planted that initiated yeah. everything. In the context of books, what are you reading right now? What is what is what is something that you're reading at the moment that's shaping you and that's influencing you at the moment? Um,
1: oh my God, I have just been blown away by the surrender experiment by Michael Singer. Um, and I feel like, you know, what's unfolded in, uh, for me is like, I was in this place of total surrender and flow for so long and tapped into that from India, my business. And then something just changed. I think it was like, I went from less from my heart into my head when we got really the business started growing and, th- and I just could see the shift. And now it's like, uh, uh-uh, come back. And that's where it's that that book has really brought me back to that. And it's, it's blown my way and blown me, blown my mind. And also my husbands, both of us, I've just been like, Fundamentally shift. So between surrender experiment, and I'm also listening to Wayne Dower's ve- version of the Tao Te Ching, um, which I absolutely adore. And it's interesting because at that time when I was back in Ireland, cycling around on my bicycle, I used to have it on my iPod, and it used to be playing all the time. I'd have all the different verses of the Tao Te Ching, and you know that is so feng shui as well. Like it is feng shui. The da- feng shui comes from the Tao Te Ching, from the i ching, from that sense of allowing and flowing and making your house support that flow of, of energy.
0: Mm, mm. And I think w- at the moment too, with the popularity of um, concepts of like minimalism and things like that, that's even just like a tiny little element of, you know, a feng shui of having that clear space and whatnot. So let's talk about, let's talk about a little bit about feng shui specifically. Yeah. I would love for you to give us a little bit of insight into, you know, what it really is what what is the system um based on what are the basics you know what and how we sort of creating auspicious home spaces and lives and whatnot can you speak to that a little bit? yeah for
1: sure and i think like for me i just want to like say that there's so many misconceptions about it the other day i was in a coffee shop and this woman introduced me to her daughter about like like Patricia does feng shui like you know she tells people where to put their couches. And then I just go, and I'm like, I don't care your couches. Like I actually don't care. Like seriously, there's usually like one place that the couch suits and that's it. And it's fine. Um, and it's not going to like, you know, be bad juju (laughs) wherever (laughs) it is. Like, so, um, when I like to describe feng shui as acupuncture for your home, Um, And I like to describe it from a perspective of, you know, I'm like an energy worker for the house. So you go for Reiki, you go for healing, you go for acupuncture, like your home can also align to that. And when we translate feng shui back, so it's like a 5,000 year old practice. And when you translate the words feng shui and the meaning of it, it goes back to good health, which everyone wants good health. We want a home that's supporting our health. And good harvest. So five thousand years ago, how do they make their money? Their abundance. Their abundance was from their harvest. So it's good health and good, money, like good wealth. And you know, and um, in you know, I have a, a really good friend who's a Chinese practicing mysticism teacher, and um, he always talks about like the Chinese are all about the money, you know. And it's like the money is amazing, but like that's really about creating those foundations for health and wealth, and um, in your home. And when we think about feng shui, it has, has a lot of things like, you know, it, you may feel like, oh my God, I'm doomed if this is wrong with my house. My house is bad feng shui. I've had people telling me my house is bad feng shui because of the stairs in this place. And I'm like, there's so many layers. And that is the beauty of feng shui is that um, we can work at it. Like I can feng shui an empty house and it can still be bad feng shui. I can, you know, I've functioned with mansions, like absolutely the most amazing interior design mansions, and there's loads of money, but they're on the verge of divorce, the family is fighting, the children are in drama, there's legal suits, it's just like drama. You know, so most people find me when they're in place of, they're kind of stuck and stuff just isn't flowing. Um, and it's like, take the pebble out and allow the flow to come, you know, and they're like, I'm doing the coaching. I've spent the money on the funnels. I've done the work, the inner work. I've, you know, and you know, the personal development world is very much about like looking in and like kind of not like blaming myself. It's my fault. I have to clear this all out, all this gunk out. And yes, That is a hundred percent. Yes. But if it's still not like, you're still like hitting some kind of plateau, it could be your house. And when we work with the house, it brings it into alignment. So I like to imagine and talk to my clients that like, I'm like, you know, when you're in nature, so you're down by the beach and you're just like feeling how perfect it is and the breeze and the water and the sand beneath you and how it's just all in harmony. Like it's all in harmony. And that sense of flow, um that's what we're bringing that vibration is what you want your house to feel like so that when you are living in that it brings you into ultimately going to that energy is going to bring you into alignment and help support you with alignment um, and the nice part about it is that you've got that kind of layer of you know you wouldn't you wouldn't ask your <clears throat> acupuncturist for like fashion advice so as but like for me i don't really give interior design advice i'm like yeah like your house, but whatever you like, you know. For me, I'm more about the elements, and we work with the five elements, just like traditional Chinese medicine: fire, water, metal, earth, and um, wood. And it's about balancing those. So every house, and this is again, there's um, different schools of feng shui. The school of feng shui that I teach is um, classical flying stars, which says that every house is unique. So just like every person, we're completely unique. We have our own date of birth. We have our own energy. And, you know, if you went to, um, if we all went to an acupuncturist, they're going to give us, you might know, have the same issues going on, but they'll give different cures and different kinds of needle points just that's going to suit you. Same goes for a house. Um, so we like create a report and look at every area we need what needs to go in every area to create this balance Um, and when we're working with the five elements it is about creating this balance so there's that like um kind of visible layer in terms of like around your house like what you can see Um, i love the idea of making your house be a vision board for your future like you know allowing it to be the vision and not like this shrine to the past you know like you know very clients that i've had that have had difficulty like letting go um, in terms of releasing the trauma from their bodies, I'll go to their house and they had like their all their children's toys. You know, it's like they on the physical layer they're not able to let go. So of course, on the energetic, that's going to find it hard as well. So you can work really nicely on the physical that will then help you then on the internal and the energetic. So it's this dance, like using your home to support you. And I hope that makes sense. Mm. I love your poetic way of explaining that. That's (laughs) wonderful. The acupuncture (laughs) of your house. I love it. And
0: so I'm aware of and not by any means really knowledgeable um, of the, is it Bagua or something? Yeah. Yeah. That overlays the house plans, you know, for example. And is that um, practice done regardless of, you know, what lineage or what part of what tradition Mm -hmm. of feng shui you're from? And my second part of that question is, and then does that also overlay each room? With respect to direction. Mm, great
1: questions so um what happens is that well you know it's a bit like everything um we bring something into the from the east to the west and it gets like We didn't change (laughs) Um, uh, so there's a version that they actually just like here's the baguette planted on your house like plonk it on your house and over in this left corner over here is this and the right corner over here um that's not the school of feng shui that i practice um we practice that unique version where it's like based on the directions and each direction represents a different part of your home and life um and that's for me it's it resonates a lot more we've had many clients who've come from the the other layer the other side Um, and they've been like, wow, I thought my money area was in this part of my home, but actually it's my family area. And like a very amazing example of this was like one lady, this lady, her money area, she thought it was her money area that was missing because the way that the plan was using her old house. And when we looked at it, I was like, no, it's your family area. And when she'd moved into that house, basically her family who are in a different country had stopped talking to her for like five years. And when we, we could rectify it and work with the energies of it to bring that back in. And her dad rang her out of the blue a few days later. And it's like, you know, so when we think like, so that's where I'm like always saying to clients, I'm like, okay, you can kind of Google all that stuff, but like, just, you know, come into my Facebook group with the questions. Like I'd prefer that, like, so that. that's also like why, you know, I wrote a book because I was like, I just want to make sure that like, you know, that, you know, you have a good like standard s- space to, um, to connect with. Them. And the same goes for our program that it's not like, and I think, you know, I talk back to that book that I got when I was 15, there is like a layer of like, uh-huh, I get that. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And then there's like, oh my God, I have to draw this plan and I have to mark all this stuff and I have to run these numbers and calculations. And then it's like, that's a whole other world. Um, and for me, that's what I do for my clients. And I'm just like, you just have to do this, do this, do this, do this, like follow these like nine steps. <laughs> um, and you know, so there's that line, but there's so many things that you can do yourself just to get started, and every little thing you do around your house is going to make a shift in the energy because you're in it. So um, I did a a, a a challenge a couple of months ago and it was so fun because there's, you know, 27 is a very auspicious number in feng shui. Um, and I was like, you know, there's a real old saying of like, move 27 things. And like, you know yourself, when you physically move, when you go to a yoga class, your teaching yoga class, you feel good. And the same does your house, like just literally like moving things. But as you move them, look at them like, do I love this? Like, do I really want, like, why am I moving it if I don't even like it, you know, and then let it go. So there's, there's, um, there's that like layer that you can work on that you can physically see. And for me, I work with the invisible energy with people.
0: Ooh, I like that very much. I like that whole 27 thing that makes me want to go and move stuff around.
1: I know, I and mean, it's like it was so amazing when everyone was like, "I'm 27 some things." I kept going, and I kept. I started decluttering because you start looking at things from a different different perspective as well as you move around. It probably doesn't feel so overwhelming either. 27 things. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, I had the, say for example, like the decluttering thing, you know, watching like Marie Kondo and what she's done with tidying up. Like, I think that's just amazing. But like, I watch it, the show and I always be like cringing. Like, oh my God, there's so much more potential. Oh my God. Like, cause the clutter is clutter is like heavy, negative, like it's low vibrational energy. So it'll just come back if the energy isn't happy in the underlying thing. So that's where there's this dance with, yeah, declaring is amazing and making space and you can see real sense of energy. But if it's not that happy energetically, there's still other work. Like for me, there's just like, oh my God, there's so much more potential.
0: Yeah, well you're clearing that space but maybe you're just going to then refill that space anyway because mm-hmm. you haven't addressed anything yeah. else. This is so cool. So, um can we I'm just going to be a little greedy here and say, okay, I know th- I know that you it's more effective if someone listening was either reading your book or working with you, etc, because everyone is very individual and I totally mm-hmm. respect that. But for everybody listening, it's yeah. like a selfish request. What would be like okay. two or three things that we could just like literally do Today, I remember reading years ago, and I think Denise um, Duffield-Thomas, whom we both know, um, mentioned this once about like decluttering your purse or your wallet, you know, to make space for money, right? So what would be yeah. like two or three, I don't know, simple things?
1: Um, for me, I always start at the front door. Um, your house is like a person. And like I talked about, like it has its own energy, has its own like personality. Um, start at the front door and like stand at your front door, but like, is it clean? Is it easy to open? You know, like it's the mouth. So if it's not being fed, your house is like starving. You know, like it is literally the chi. And when we talk about chi, it can feel like this intangible thing. But the chi is money, opportunities, clients, all the good things. And you want to make it inviting. You know, on like on a kind of logical level, like having some nice flowers, a welcome sign, a nice welcome mat makes your spirits rise. You get home and you're like, oh, this is nice. Like, I'm happy to be home. And the thing is, is this reciprocal thing. Your house is like, oh, look, she's looking after me. And that will start feeling really good. And you have this like, oh, look at my nice white front, you know, and clean front door. And then that other part is like that making sure the door is easy to open. So when we talk about the door being easy to open, um, it's like there's this, if you have like friction, so that like front door is like, uh, it's like, it's a struggle to get in. It's like, and it's mirroring back into your life. So it's like, how can I make it easy? So like some oil, get it, make it easy to get in. Um, and then when you walk in, like, what's the first thing you see? You know, is it like a pile of coats and shoes that are like overwhelmed? oh like can you get a nice like basket where you put your shoes in or put the coats away uh, into a cupboard where it's like you've got a bit more and the door opens fully so it can fully allow that energy in um and that's like the very first thing i invite like everybody to do like you know just regardless you will feel better <laughs> like guaranteed um and the next thing for me would be then to like literally look around your house with new eyes so just like you looked at the front door and you were like oh like does the doorbell work you know do i have a, a a sign like can can is my house easy to find do i need a door, a number you know like all of those little tweaks and then look around and be like What's creating those friction points? Is there like a handle that's broken somewhere? That's like a grip on your finances, a grip on life. Um, is there something that's just annoys you? This pesky little thing that bugs you, because that pesky little thing is like literally there's two there's different layers. First of all, it's bugging you, but then it's like whatever it's going on, whatever area of your life it is in your whatever of your home it is, it's impacting that part as well. So broken things, chipped plates. Um, any of that will like, you'll just start to lighten that for, for, for sure. Um, and again, looking at everything from a new set of eyes, like this is like, I'm looking at this for a fresh set of eyes. Do I love it? Um, and I just gave an example to my clients about this the other day, cause I was back home in Ireland with my mom, um, a couple of months before I got to Bali and, um, she was holding up this little ornament that she'd got, um, I don't, it must be like, 30 years ago, because I remember it as a kid coming to the house. And I was like, okay. She's like, what do you think of this? And I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, Because I'm not like, it's her stuff. So it's not my opinion. It's her house, which is always really interesting when you start learning about feng shui. Like my clients, I'm like, don't tell any, don't give any advice. If you see it, keep your mouth shut. Um, but anyway, it's her little ornament, and I was like, oh, this is lovely. I said, she said, oh, she said, I was like, where'd you get it? She like, said, oh, the neighbor gave it to me. I was like, oh my God, okay. So she picked it up and she moved it out to the front door, front, front hall. She's like, oh, I'll move it out of here. I'm sick of looking at it here. Fine. So later on, we're wandering around, and she said, do you like my new table? Oh my God, I love my new table. I got this table. It's exactly what I wanted. It's the size I wanted. It's this, it's this. And she was so excited. And I'm like, you didn't get as excited about that ornament as you have about that table. And it like, it like literally triggered something in her brain to be like, you're right, I'm getting rid of it. And it was like this massive energy of just like, like clearing these these candlesticks. I don't like them. You know, and it was so amazing because it's like she, it was like her eyes changed to be like, oh, like, look how I felt about that. And and when you do that, like, this isn't about emptying your whole house. It's like just feeling like, what is there a neutral that's like, uh, oh, I don't know, I just have it there. You know, I would prefer you to have empty walls and have a painting on your wall that you feel uh oh, about. Mm. You know, or for example, I did a lady's office and you know, sometimes I see someone's office and I'm like, wow, perfect feng shui. Like she's a great chair, great desk, like wall behind her, she's a good door, like great setup. But I'm like, perfect. And then I'm like, tell me about that painting on the wall. And we're looking at the painting, it's like a winter. Like, so it's like snow, cold, like, you know, winter. I'm like, oh my gosh, so this is in our office. Like, what do we want our office to represent? Abundance, growth, fruition, harvest, like all of that. Like we want summer all the time in our business. Um, and she was like, Oh yeah, okay. And then she goes, It was my ex-husband's. Oh, <laughs> you know, and it had just been hanging there. And I'm like, so you have a picture of something that's winter, first of all, but it didn't work out in your office, you know, rem- like, and that's like on your subconscious, you know, so, and 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 that's where I kind of got to dive in on an honest, on an aesthetic level as well for people to look at your artwork. I've had the most craziest experiences with clients and their artwork. Like one lady in her bedroom had a picture with a couple and another person on the other side. And I'm like, how? uh, okay. And she, we looked at it and she's like, Oh my God, every relationship I've had has had another person, there's another woman somewhere like an ex or an ex wife or somewhere hanging around. And I'm like, Oh my God, like get rid of this one. Or the lady had the picture, which like, just as I'm saying, she had this beautiful picture of a woman on her own. Um, but she would go out with her friends and say to her friends, like, do I have mistress written across my forehead? Like I'm always being approached by married men. Um, Go figure, what was the painting of? It was Van Gogh's mistress in her bedroom. Mm. You know, and like that kind of stuff, you know, and yes. I, for me, you know, I know about flow and synchronizing and crazy things happening, but when stuff like that happens, I'm like, hello, yeah. seriously, our subconscious mind is taking in everything in our house. And if we don't love it, it shouldn't be there. And if it's not speaking to our vision for what we want, like definitely let it go. Put the blank space on the wall allow the space for the perfect thing to come in. It seems to be that the systems and traditions that
0: come out of India whilst they're always very deep and complex it's like at the same time they're incredibly simple um mm-hmm. which might seem incredibly contradictory to say that but there's just so much simplicity in it that we often overlook it's like actually it's right under your nose and you know it's it's I you know I wanted to really chuckle but when you mentioned the whole front door thing our front door is very dusty. We've got French doors and they're inc- like I've been looking at them for a really long time and they're <laughs> filthy. And then we have um, it's like screen doors in front of them, which we have to open before we get into the house. And one of them is so loud and squeaky that we never actually cl- open and close it properly or fully because it's just so offensively loud to kind of latch it into place. It's crying. It's crying at me. And I'm like, wow, I've just had such an epiphany here. So I'm incredibly grateful. But, you know, so essentially um, at a, a foundational, fundamental level um, f- for you, you're essentially working with the elements and the directions. Is Would that be right? Just to really simplify yeah. it there. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah we're working with the elements and the directions and then the year the house is born so like if you've had had an astrology reading it's basically the year the house like took its last breath and then that defines for me whether the house is going to be supportive and then how these elements are playing with each other inside the house um and that's what we what how we would look at like you know it's like instead of taking the pulse like an acupuncturist that's how we create check run, run the numbers on it and analyze it um but like that's you know that's the next level so you've got like the tip like look around your house like clear your front door find all the things you love make some space make sure the artwork is in sync and you know set up your office correct like in a good way you know all of those things you can do all of those things yourself and start feeling that momentum and those changes Um, and then when it gets deeper Um, is where we really line up with creating that fertile foundation you know so it's like what are my intentions what are my dreams and then making sure that your house is energetically aligned with what you want so like, for example, I have a lady who teaches manifesting, and it was so fun to work with her because you know, she teaches manifesting, she teaches alignment and mindset and all of that work, um, but she realized that her family, her kids didn't like spending time at home, and there was just this kind of weird like tension. And when, when we connected, she was like, you know what? I just twigged. I've been doing all this alignment, but my house just is not in that space. Um, so it's the ripple effect for me that happens is that like ultimately, you know, it all came much calmer with her family, you know, their kids love spending time now. It's more harmonious, but her business doubled the first month and trebled the second month because she had been doing the work. You know, so when you're on this personal development journey, like for me, that's where I love seeing it because I'm like, wow, guys, what what is going to happen to this person because they've been doing that and setting it up and then it's like like let's make every, let's like make it all line up. Um so when you're you you can kind of go through the layers and and allow your space to support you. And you know, it starts at home. Like one of the big things for me is this fact that you know, there's so much crazy stuff going on in the world right now. Like crazy like it's like un- it's like so we could have even imagined you know and we can create this beautiful sanctuary that supports us and our own bubble for our vision and our dreams and we may as well have it in supporting us and that's kind of the gold of having um us being lucky enough and fortunate to, uh, enough to have a home that we can use it to support us mm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we can often undervalue it because we are just dashing out the door to run around and do a million things until we're all stuck at home in lockdown and realize that actually people start tending to their garden and doing all the things. And so, yeah. And so this is probably a really good time for people to start exploring this kind of side of what they're doing and how they're living. Absolutely. Um, I would love to though ask you so we're talking about nurturing and taking care of our environment as really a way to take care of ourselves so but turning to you personally particularly with all the knowledge that you have and your background of all the different modalities that you're experienced in what for you how does self-care look and taking care of yourself in everyday life and maybe some ritual
1: and and whatnot what does that look like for you um so i absolutely love yoga nidra (laughs) (laughs) Like I love yoga nidra, and it's just like one of my favorite things. And it's it's it was a real challenge for me because I've always been one of these people, and my current dance with self care is just all about slowing down. Like my new thing is slowing down. I just wanted to do everything fast. Like my you know even like my I used to practice ashtanga, I'm now like yin. slow like it's like I really am moving from a very much more like masculine energy into this more feminine so I'm not like that structured with like these are the things I have to do but I will like pick oracle cards for myself. I will do some journaling. I'll drink my hot water. I will do my affirmations, whatever ones I'm working on at that time. But really it's moving into this slowing down. Um, for me is a a really big one and, and giving myself more space and time for me, um, just to kind of flow with it. So, you know, in the past I'd be like, Oh, I get up and I do this and I do this and now I'm like, "Mm no just like allowing and really into this kind of what's been presented to me you know um last week i had a session of china sang it's a the abdominal massage Mm -hmm. and i just really loved it but the woman was in front of me and i was like oh so what else do you do and she does oh i do like the armoring and like yoni massage and blah blah and i'm like oh look at this This is what's being presented to me now okay (laughs) book me in you know so like I really am surrendering into like what's being presented in front of me um as opposed to that like like strong um set yeah setness it's the surrendering theme the surrendering theme is going back that's my that's my theme right now sometimes the best
0: practice of self-care is not to worry about the routine and the you know filling out things, you know, A to Z, but actually just taking things out and doing less. But, you know, I am also a huge fan of yoga nidra and wow, it's such a rejuvenative um,
1: practice and great for busy minds and busy lives. And You know, like the funniest thing about like how I got into yoga nidra was actually um, my dad came to an Ayurvedic hospital for a month um, while I was in India. And, um, I was really like gung ho in my actual, like yoga asana practice at the time. And like, like yoga, yoga, yoga. And every time I'd go to the clinic to the hospital with that and meet the doctor I'm like, when's dad going to start yoga? When's he going to start the yoga? And he said to me, he like the most, I don't know how he was like the most senior Ayurvedic doctor in like the whole region. And he's like 20 stone weight, <laughs> so unhealthy. And he's like, your father, he did not need yoga. He did not need yoga asana. He need yoga nidra. He need to calm his brain. Yoga nidra. You know yoga nidra. And I went, oh my God, you're so right. He was so right. And all dad needed was to chill out, stop thinking. And this little Indian man used to come and sit beside him and do the yoga nidra to him. And I'd come in and be like, oh my God, if, if anybody saw this happening. And, and that was really a huge lesson in that whole idea of yoga nidra. Like just relax. Like relax the body, relax the nervous system.
0: In light of all of that, what does living in alignment
1: look or feel like for you? I love this question, and um, you just mentioned like I'm, we're moving to Greece um for a few for a few months, and one of my core values is freedom. Um, and for ages I thought it would have to be like sitting in a box like I have to be in this box doing this like in this and I was trying to find the one home place that would fit everything and it's like I just love freedom I love travel and living in alignment is just like following that so even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else like we live in Bali for a few months of the year we live in Ireland for a few months of the year we live in Greece and hopefully ultimately in in Long Island in New York like that and that's like because we f- it make these places beat, beat our souls in different ways. Um, and it's following that is what for me living in alignment is. And, you know, showing up um, what's really coming, I suppose, with the surrender experiment and the ching and some, I don't know if you've seen the Ramdas movie, but that movie really, oh my God, like, and then just serve, like, how can I serve? Mm-hmm. How can I serve? Um, and anchoring into that trust. And that's for me, like, and when you're in that alignment, the magic happens. You know, that's the thing when you're in that place of like, we're going to go here and, you know, we really f- are feeling great Greece. And I had felt it before, but when I got to the Acropolis, I was like, wow, this feels really good to be just here on this sacred land. Yes. And that's the living and in, in, in just following that, those threads.
0: Mm,
1: I'm envious.
0: Greece is absolutely magnificent and just has such an incredible energy. Whether you're on the mainland or on the islands, it's, it's a potent place.
1: Very potent.
0: Can we talk just a little bit more um, because these are really ancient practices. So I'd love to know how you really try to honor that sense of tradition.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So in terms of them being, you know, I walk my talk all my house is feng <laughs> like everywhere we are is completely feng shuied. um and in the sense of ritual like i have like my altar here in my office um and you know for me um we work with our clients in terms of like the intentionality and um and and working with the elements you know it's like you put this in here but it's about your intention and connecting mm. to it and um what's really un- <clears throat> unfolded for me on this journey of just like working with the house is also then working with the land and um you know bali is a bit, best place for seeing that with like doing the offerings so for me every day i'm like picking up some flowers i'll bring offerings to the beach or to the water if i'm there if i'm going somewhere so it's just like recognizing um and giving gratitude for it so it's like yeah we have your ancient we have these rituals or we have this like practice but how do we give thanks back to the gods Mm. and to the spirits so like when we moved into this house like in valley um we had the priest come and do a blessing and do a big like ceremony for us um here and my my husband was like why do you want this and i'm like no because this feels really good for me to to honor the the land honor the you know the different gods of this house so it protects us it keeps us safe um and that's that's where it comes from me it's just those little little bits of ritual it's not like this again set thing but when i'm you know out or i'll pick up a flower i'll put it over at the ganesh statue
0: and this is the beauty of you know Eastern countries and traditions and culture, like, and it is coming back to that kind of thread of slowing down. They actually, it's it is it's like brushing your teeth. It's an absolute requirement every day to be in that honoring and that offering, which is really really beautiful. And as you've obviously experienced, and you know, having spent a lot of time in Bali too, you know, it becomes a part of your life, and that feels so special.
1: And I, you know, I really feel that's probably lacking a lot in the western world we've just disconnected from the idea of ritual you know and I think obviously it's because we've been you know the rituals that we'd have grown up with for me was in churches and it didn't make mm. sense we weren't explained why you know and it's so nuts and um, there was a great book that um you know unity in religions um, by Swami Shivananda, and the ashram that I trained in and um, that I loved and he just went through all the different cultures and different religions and was like look at the common thread with this look at the common thread with this you know if you're in a Catholic church they have that incense thing with the big smoky bell thing I'm like here they're over here like lighting incense every day to connect with the smoke we have flowers like there's they're so similar similar Mm. threads but we just weren't taught it so now I'm like and when you like simple fly back down and especially with the shamanic stuff it's just like honoring the land and giving thanks for everything and giving thanks for you know being here in gratitude
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's such a common underlying thread that could certainly weave all religions and all cultures all over the world, really. Um, Hopefully one day that will manifest. We'll we'll see. But hey, um, I'd love to know along your path, can you think of someone that's been, you know, past or present, a significant mentor
1: or teacher for you? Yeah. <clears throat> the first one that com- person that comes to me was, um, I actually, when I, the first thing, when I got to Bali or from India to Ireland, i brought, like I was in Nepal as well. I brought Buddhist um, tankas and mandalas and the Tibetan bowls. And I rang a guy, like I, he does mandalas in Ireland. I just rang him up. Hi, my name is Patricia. These are these mandalas. Little did I know he was going to become one of my biggest mentors, spiritual teachers and supporters and best friends in the whole world. Um, and he, um, he taught me so much about sacred geometry. He is, we're both on a big Surrender and uh, binge at the moment. The two of us, I was like, oh my God, of course. Um, but yeah, um, he taught me about the idea of mandala creation. So we work on like, creating a mandala using sand, just like the Buddhist monks do. And you, whatever it is, like you bring, it comes up, you put it into the mandala, whatever. It's like really accessing your inner healer. And then that letting go um, and you let go of the sand into the water each day. Um, but yeah, I would just him and he taught me about the inner healer. He also was a, a holotropic breathwork facilitator. And I love, and I've kind of got into that breathwork world of using that as well as a tool. <clears throat> and I love it. So, yeah, um, and that was a synchronistic kind of random cold call to this man. And is he still in Ireland? He's still in Ireland. Mm. Yeah, he's still in Ireland. To think that that would have
0: happened of all the places you've been back there, you know, it's pretty wild.
1: And he literally was like, hey, you're going to do this. And it was so weird because I was selling the arts. I was going to do an exhibition. He said, "Going to do this exhibition? He goes, you know what? You do the singing bowl stuff. Why don't you do a little singing bowl session as well? And that was how my business started because I started doing a little singing bowl session in the mornings at that venue. I had the art exhibition. Um, And the first morning, 15 people turned up and the second morning, 30 people showed up. And that was like the start of my sound sound healing business and my therapy practice and everything um, from that one guy. Incredible. Incredible.
0: I'd love to... um wrap up a little bit here today with a few little random questions because they're always a little bit fun. yes go for it all right what is your favorite sound singing balls what is your favorite place it doesn't necessarily have to be like a actual geographical location but Mm -hmm. as you
1: like the favorite place that comes to mind now is actually Glendalough it's a sacred place in a sacred site in Ireland and with just magical lakes and waterfalls and there's this one little spot that I go it's ice cold this huge waterfall like spiritual place full of magic and I have a swim in this little pool and it's just magical sounds like heaven on earth really what is your daily non-negotiable my daily non-negotiable is kissing Ken (laughs) you're so sweet and what is
0: your absolute favorite go-to meal my absolute favorite go-to meal
1: or food. Uh, oh well, what comes to me is the vegan strawberry milkshake in Clear Cafe, <laughs> and right now I'm actually tossing between that and the creamy uh, ceremonial cacao and zest. So if anyone's in Bali, check out those two things; they're like the best drinks
0: <laughs> in a bunch. Clear Cafe, I love. They do their iced chai, yeah. and I'm like, oh, so good. Mm. Um, all right, so what are you curious about right now?
1: Um, what I'm curious about right now is really that whole, like more feminine, that more feminine energy. And, you know, I've just been fascinated with this whole like de-armoring and really connecting with that more that, um, Shakti power.
0: Fabulous. That sounds awesome. And can you share with us what you've got coming up? I know that this year has been a bit of a wild time, but you've got a lot of stuff online. What's coming up for you in the pipeline?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm going to be doing. class soon um, teaching you how to unlock the hidden energy of your home. We're going to dive more into the energies and those personality types to learn about that. And that will be coming up in a couple of weeks. There'll be a series of trainings. Um, and I have, my online program is actually being renamed to powerhouse, um, from feng shui mastery and, um, being rebranded and everything. So that's super excited because I, we never did that process before. It was just like, Oh, I'm going to teach feng shui. Blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, we've really like set the intention and created a beautiful branding and logo and all of that, Like so it feels really good. Um, and our yeah, signature program is being completely revamped and updated and yeah, it feels good. So that's, um, that's what's going on. Um, and I can give you the link for the class when it's uh, ready to go. Um, it'll be just a series of videos just teaching you and steps you can take a bit like what we talked about today, but some more insights going deeper into it. Mm, Yes, please.
0: That sounds wonderful. So where can the listener find you? What's the best place to send them?
1: Mm-hmm. So, you can find me at patricialohan.com. Um, that is where you can kind of find all of my details. If you want to feng shui your office, I have a guide there. If you want to find some feng shui for money, I have another guide there. Um, and I actually do a weekly um, video in my Facebook group every Thursday um, just on answering people's feng shui questions. Um, and that goes on my podcast on a Friday for Feng Shui Friday. So, um, I can give you all the links. The podcast called Live Your Dreams Awake, but it's um, feng shui every Friday as well
0: that's so great yeah i've had a lot of fun this has been really inspiring Me too. thank you i'm ready to go and clean our front door actually <laughs> i'm like I, I literally feel the anticipation to just go and do it now
1: <laughs> and as you clean it just like i'm washing away all the old i'm welcoming all the new with the intention and um you can send me some photos afterwards i'll be like i want to see <laughs> before and after Do your, home- okay. do your homework
0: <laughs> the pressure's
1: on well thank you so much thank you so much it's been wonderful Wonderful. Yes, thank you so much. It's been so good. And um, I'm excited to see how things start to flow as you work on your front door.
0: If this episode was of value to you and your life, please subscribe. And if you can think of someone who would benefit from this dialogue, please do them a favour and send it their way. If you feel called, hop on over to iTunes and leave a five star review. This is the best way to get these conversations into the ears and hearts of our wider community, to those who need it most. You can find me at com, or over on Instagram at amyelandry. May we all move a little closer to a life living in alignment.